Srimad Bhagavad Gita, as it is, translation and commentary. By His Divine Grace, Shri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 10, text 9, one of the better known verses of Bhagavad Gita. Machitta madgata prana bodhayam tafparasparam kateyantas chamang nityang tushyanticha ramanticha. Lord Krishna says, The thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me. Their lives are fully devoted to me. And they derive great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me. Purport. Pure devotees whose characteristics are mentioned here engage themselves fully in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Their minds cannot be devoted from the lotus feet of Krishna. Their talks are solely on the transcendental subjects. The symptoms of the pure devotees are described in this verse specifically. Devotees of the Supreme Lord are 24 hours daily engaged in glorifying the qualities and pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Their hearts and souls are constantly submerged in Krishna and they take pleasure in discussing him with other devotees. In the preliminary stage of devotional service, they relish the transcendental pleasure from the service itself. And in the mature stage, they are, they are actually situated in love of God. Once situated in that transcendental position, they can relish the highest perfection, which is exhibited by the Lord in his abode. Lord Chaitanya likens transcendental devotional service to the sowing of a seed in the heart of the living entity. There are innumerable living entities traveling throughout the different planets of the universe, and out of them there are a few who are fortunate enough to meet a pure devotee and get the chance to understand devotional service. <clears throat> this devotional service is just like a seed, and if it is sown in the heart of a living entity, and if he goes on hearing and chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. That seed fructifies, just as the seed of a tree fructifies with regular watering. The spiritual plant of devotional service gradually grows and grows until it penetrates the covering of the material universe and enters into the Brahma Jyoti effulgence in the spiritual sky. In the spiritual sky, also, that plant grows more and more until it reaches the highest planet, which is called Goloka Vrindavan, the supreme planet of Krishna. Ultimately, the plant takes shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna and rests there. Gradually, as a plant grows fruits and flowers, that plant of devotional service also produces fruits. And the watering process in the form of chanting and hearing goes on. This plant of devotional service is fully described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhalila, chapter 19. 
It is explained there that when the complete plant takes shelter under the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, one becomes fully absorbed in love of God. Then he cannot live even for a moment without being, without being in contact with the Supreme Lord, just as a fish cannot live without water. In such a state, the devotee actually attains the transcendental qualities in contact with the Supreme Lord. The Srimad Bhagavatam is also full of such narrations about the relationship between the Supreme Lord and his devotees. Therefore, the Srimad Bhagavatam is very dear to the devotees, as stated in the Bhagavatam itself. Srimad Bhagavatam Puranamamalam Yad Vaishnavanam Priyam in this narration, there is nothing about material activities, economic development, sense gratification, or liberation. Srimad Bhagavatam is the only narration in which the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord and his devotees is fully described. Thus, the realized souls in Krishna consciousness take continual pleasure in hearing such transcendental literatures just as a young boy and girl take pleasure in association. A similar verse, also spoken by Lord Krishna, appears in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. Parasparanu katanam pavanam bhagavadyashaha mitho ratir mitas tushtir nivritir mita atmanaha Translation, one should learn how to associate with the devotees of the Lord by gathering with them to chant the glories of the Lord. This process is most purifying. As devotees thus develop their loving friendship, they feel mutual happiness and satisfaction. And by thus encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense, gratif sense gratification, which is the cause of all suffering. Purport. According to Srila Sridhar Swami, those who are, who are advanced in Krishna consciousness should not envy one another or quarrel among themselves. Giving up all such mundane feelings, they should gather together and chant the glories of the Supreme Lord for mutual purification. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has pointed out that glorification of the Supreme Lord is especially potent when performed in the association of pure devotees. When devotees engage in Sankirtan, chanting the glories of the Lord together, they experience the highest transcendental bliss and satisfaction. Thus, they, they encourage one another to give up material sense gratification, which is based on illicit sexual connections with women. One devotee will say to another, Oh, you have, you have given up sense gratification. Starting today, I shall also give it up. One should learn to increase one's love for the devotees, to satisfy them and to give up sense objects unfavorable to serving Krishna. And one should learn to view the entire, the entire universe as paraphernalia for the Lord's service. By engaging the objects of the senses in Krishna's service, one automatically becomes detached from them. And 
As one passes one's days in the association of the Lord's devotees, one's transcendental ecstasy increases more and more through discussions about the topics of Srimad Bhagavatam and, and Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, one who wants to be free from the harassment of Maya in the form of sense gratification must constantly associate with pure devotees of the Lord who have no engagement other than chanting and hearing the glories of the Lord and carrying out his mission on earth. Srila Madhvacharya has pointed out that just as one should cultivate friendship with devotees, one must cultivate a spirit of friendship toward the demigods who manage the universe on the Lord's behalf. Thus one should live peacefully within this world. Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Shrishtam Anamapi Shachi Putram Atrasurupam Rupam Tasyagrajam Urupuring Maturim Goshtavartim Radha Kundam Girivaramaho Radhika Madhavasham Prato Yasya Pratita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tam Natosmi Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Atapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavanscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Very encouraging description of pure devotees given by Srila Vyasadeva, Lord Sri Krishna, Srila Prabhupada, devotees of Srila Prabhupada who worked on bringing out the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. Very encouraging uh, hearing about pure devotees and in the purport to the Gita verse which I read, Srila Prabhupada outlines the process for becoming a pure devotee. I'm speaking this, um, I decided to speak on this today because just a few days ago, I gave a talk titled, Why Iskon Salem Works. And therein, I was glorifying the devotees who are serving there at Iskon Salem. And I also said, well, I'm not saying that their pure devotees or their paramahamsas. And then I thought, well, why not? <laughs> why not? And immediately there may be objections. Well, they're not they're not pure. They they can fall down anytime. They have so many they must have so many anartas. It can't be as good as you say. We've heard so many great glorifications of persons as great devotees and then they fall down but actually if we see 
devotees there, and maybe in many places also, again, I'm not saying it's just in Iskand Salem, that quite a few devotees there are, are in a fully devotional mood. They're, they're really not cultivating other desires. We have the definition of Uttama Bhakti, the highest level of practicing devotional service. We have that right in the beginning of Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and the Abhilashita Shunyam Jnana Karma Dhyanavritam Anukulyena Krishna Anushilanam Bhakti Rutama. The gist of which is that giving up all desires for advancement on the bodily or social platform or even the mental or even the apparently spiritual platform, the impersonal pursuit, pursuit of impersonal realization. One who cultivates Krishna consciousness in a manner that is favorable for one's advancement, favorable toward Krishna. You actually want to love Krishna. That is the highest level of practice of devotional service. It's not mixed devotional service. There's a specific intention to be a pure devotee of Krishna, and not just an intention, but actually acting in that way. And I see at Iskon Salem, as well as other places, quite a few devotees there, or the, oh, the, the prevailing mood there is of full devotional mood, Krishnate Akila Cheshta. Serving Krishna 24 hours a day, day after day, not for personal gain or honor, just doing it for Krishna. So at least we can say they are pure devotees, paramahamsas in the making. An example is given of green mango, unripe, and a ripe mango. If the green mango just remains on the tree, then in the natural course of events, it will become a yellow mango or whatever color that mango is when it's fully ripe. Some mangoes remain green when they're fully ripe. Some are reddish, they're different colors, usually yellow. So if it simply remains on the tree, uh, then in due course it should become a fully ripe mango. So in the same way, if one remains in devotional service, in the right mood, then one should become fully purified, pure devotee. It's already a mango, but it's just not come to the right level. As long as it just it remains attached to the tree. Now, there could be a very strong storm which separates the or blows the unripe mango off. So the, the if the mango has a very strong connection to the tree, then even a strong storm won't blow it down. Or someone could come and pick it. That, how would that fit the example? Well, yeah, there are cases of, it's described in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. Is it 11th or 12th? Sometimes the demigods themselves, themselves block the progress of devotees. But anyway, 
material analogies only go so far. The point is, if one remains, if if one is in devotional service with a pure devotional mood, with the the desire to do everything for Krishna, only for Krishna, that is the symptom of a pure devotee. One may have, it's very likely in the beginning stages, one will have various anarthas or unwanted residual attachments to sense gratification in this world. So maybe you could compare that a bit to the sourness of a green mango compared to the sweetness of a fully ripe mango. <clears throat> but even that sourness is that has a good taste also. And uh, it's, it's a good sourness and it's also very useful for it's a cooling food. So even the green mango, it's not fully ripe, but it's still uh, nourishing, helpful, but just has to become a little more ripe to become fully a mango. And this is the idea that Srila Prabhupada gives in his purport that we just read, that in the preliminary stage of devotional service, the devotee takes pleasure in the devotional service itself. He hasn't got full taste for simply parasparanu katanam, for simply discussing about Krishna. But some taste is there, definitely, because devotees, and I'm again, again giving the example of Iskon Salem, they like to come together for discussion of Krishna. At this time of day, I'm giving this talk in the morning, just after eight o'clock in the morning, at this time of day, they'll be, they'll be gathered together for discussing topics of Krishna, which was the program that Srila Prabhupada gave us for our temples. Devotees should gather together and discuss topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. And if one does that regularly and spends one's life in the association of devotees, working in the service of Krishna, then the example that Srila Prabhupada gave is, is of course derived from the description that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives to Srila Rupa Goswami on the development of pure devotional service, which we'll find in the later chapters of the uh, Madhalila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Here it says Madhalila chapter nineteen. So it's it's just a matter of remaining, and, and we may just remain and stay steady, and by Krishna's mercy, one will develop pure devotional service. At the present stage, we can say yes, they are pure devotees. Srila Prabhupada says that one can be liberated, liberated even in the state of practice. And being liberated and being a fully pure devotee, that's not necessarily synonymous. But the idea is there that one can be called a pure devotee if one is sincerely endeavoring to be a pure devotee. Just like a mango is called a mango, even though it's not fully it hasn't attained full mangohood. But there may be devotees who they're practicing as pure devotees even without anartas. It's those who are practicing to be pure devotees, they don't indulge in their anartas, and by doing so, they are not just like the desire for 
uh, illicit sexual connections that is prominent in in uh, conditioned souls, especially in the modern age where there's so much propaganda for sex, <laughs> promoting sexual attraction. But de devotees, they don't show that. They don't go... They don't subscribe to the philosophy, a so-called philosophy, animalistic idea. If it feels good, do it. And even their minds might be attracted to look at some pretty woman, who you know, some photo of a pretty woman or some live pretty woman who comes to the temple because, after all, people come. But they won't, even if their mind is attracted, but they won't look. They'll avert their... their they control their senses by their intelligence. And by this, by this practice, then it just becomes internalized and going on chanting without indulging in sense gratification. Then cheto darpana marjanam, the process works. The chanting of Hare Krishna works. Uh, it's like... Uh, one example given is pouring fuel on a fire. If you go on chanting and chanting and chanting, then the fire of devotional service will burn up. If at the same time we indulge in sense gratification, it's like putting water. Putting one one side, we're chanting. It's like putting petrol on the fire with one hand. On the, but if we uh, secretly or even brazenly perform sense gratificatory activities, maybe after the chanting or even while we're doing it, then it's like pouring water with the other hand. We won't get a proper fire. But if we do according to the prescribed process in cheto darpana marjanam, the heart will be cleansed and gradually uh, we will conquer over material nature. Param vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam will achieve the highest success by the grace of the holy names. Son and Srila Prabhupada would say his disciples are pure devotees. And if we look at the what they were, just a short time ago, most of them were hippies or similarly inclined. And they didn't have much culture or knowledge or anything. I mean, culture, talking about Vedic culture, uh, Vedic knowledge of the, the, the Gita and Bhagavatam, not much. But Srila Prabhupada, he said they're pure devotees. He, sometimes he would say that. Srila Bhaktisthansas or Thakur also. Sometimes he would say, my disciples, they're all pure devotees. He said, my Guru Maharaj, he ordered me not to go to Calcutta. But he said, I never went to Calcutta. He was saying this in Calcutta at, at the Gorya Mart there. And he said, I don't go to Calcutta. I go to... Goryamat, which is Vaikuntha, because here there are, all, there are all pure devotees chanting the holy names of the Lord. Maybe we don't like to say others are pure devotees or we don't like to acknowledge that because maybe we became too skeptical in our movement seeing so many big devotees who were advertised as being pure devotees. So, so many of them fell down or had difficulties, or they just might not be seen to be pure devotees. Sometimes we see, if, if we are to be realistic, open our eyes and see things as they are, we might see that some devotees who hold high positions, they may appear to have some 
attachment to some kind of sense gratification, or they may be political and they're not straightforward in their dealings, uh, or they may be compromised in their practice or their presentation of Krishna consciousness, their common uh, accusation against big leaders in our movement. They, they live comfortably at the expense of others. Or it, it may be that there may not be some so many uh, complaints about misbehavior by leaders in our movement. But they, they may just not be perceived as being very highly advanced. So it, it may seem like that, and it may seem they're not pure devotees, they're the biggest and the best. If they're not pure devotees, then what hope is there for me? Ah, yeah. What do we do? Well, one thing is we can give credit where it's due. If someone's been chanting Hare Krishna for 50 years, it means they have some attachment somewhere, somehow. We may just see the bad side. Krishna, being very merciful, tends to see the good side. Dadami buddhi yogam tam yena te. He may give the intelligence to others by which they come to him. And also, one thing we should understand is that uh, although we expect the leaders of a spiritual organization to be very advanced in Krishna consciousness, at least we would hope so, because they're supposed to be guiding others on the basis of Krishna consciousness, it may be that there are many pure devotees in the world, but most of them go unrecognized. Uh, maybe they're quiet. Don't make a big show of being out there conquering the world or, or being the head of a temple or initiating many devotees. They may be very quietly sitting at home and doing their bhajan and chanting. They may be very advanced devotees. What do we know? It's not that, not that everyone has to advertise, I am a pure devotee. We should hope there are devotees who are at least coming to the stage of pure devotion and, and, and preparing themselves to go back to Godhead in this very life. And if there are not such pure devotees, then something's wrong after more than 50 years of uh, Srila Prabhupada's coming to the Western world. And no one, no one made it to the state of complete purity. Of course, no one will advertise if they're actually a pure devotee. They're not going to advertise, yes, actually, I'm a pure devotee. But if the process works, and we are inclined to think that this process works, then it may be that devotees who we don't take very seriously because they don't have a big position or whatever, they may be pure devotees. And it may be devotees in a big position are pure devotees also. They may appear to us as being politically minded or this and that, but we have to see their dedication to Krishna. Ultimately, Krishna decides. There are symptoms of advanced devotees, no doubt. They can tolerate all kinds of difficulties and disturbances 
in this world. They don't like to uh, waste any time. They like to spend all their time in Krishna's service. Uh, they like to chant the holy names. They like to reside in a holy place or visit holy places which are connected with the Lord and his pure devotees. So in this way, there are very symptoms of pure devotional service. But we may not even think to look if we see well, some quiet devotee or less well-known devotee. But actually, there should be pure devotees in our movement. If not, again, if, if not, there's something wrong. Actually, everyone should become a pure devotee. Why not? Me, you, everyone. What's standing in the way of being us being pure devotees is our own stubborn attachment to material consciousness, identifying in terms of I, me, and mine. But if we have faith in the process of Krishna consciousness, then we should apply ourselves to it. Tivrena, bhakti, yoga, apply ourselves to it very strongly. And the results should be, we should go back to Godhead in this very life. Why not? The opportunity is there. Srila Prabhupada came, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to this world to give us the opportunity to be fully Krishna conscious. Now, we can't become pure devotees simply by imitating great devotees like Srila Prabhupada. And... Imitation is just farcical. But there is following in his footsteps. Anukaran, anusharan. Anukaran means imitation. Anusharan means following the example and the ideal that he gave in his instructions. Srila Prabhupada came to give us this. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give us this. So let us recognize devotees who all over the world are practicing Krishna conscious very seriously. Even if one's not practicing very seriously, just to practice at any level is a big step up from being a complete non-devotee with no interest in Krishna or Krishna consciousness. But those of us who have been fortunate enough to receive the seed of the creeper of pure devotional service let us take it and really try our best uh, with the faith that we are pure devotees by nature. Simply we are covered over by so many misconceptions, so many material attachments. But nitta siddha krishna prema shadha kabunoi shavanadi shuddha chitte kariye udoi. We should have the faith that by going on with this hearing and chanting process, then the dormant Krishna consciousness in our hearts will automatically awaken. So we are all Paramahamsas, but uh, from what we might call a more materially or realistic point of view, we're, we're not. We're covered over by... Uh, Maya in various ways. But let us go on the path very seriously. Be Paramahamsas in the making. Allow ourselves to be molded by Srila Prabhupada and all the uh, 
advanced devotees, guru figures, those who are gurus to us, initiating guru, those who are senior devotees, setting good examples, find good association wherever, wherever we find it. Nowadays, maybe on the internet, uh, follow and let's all, for the pleasure of Krishna, be fully pure and then chant together Prasparanu Katanam. Krishna will be pleased. We will be pleased. The world will be benefited. Let's all be pure devotees and let us recognize, just like I'm giving the example again, of Iskon Salem, that there, there are, we can say, pure devotees, at least in the making, we can say. And again, in so many other places, this Srila Prabhupada's gift to the world, pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Govinda, who is very kind to his devotees and helps them to come to the highest platform if they sincerely try, even if they have so many obstacles on their path. This is Krishna's great mercy. Of course, we shouldn't take it cheaply and think, well, I'm a devotee and so Krishna had to lift me up. Lift me up. But again, our attitude, if we apply ourselves, let me give this one life to Krishna, as Srila Prabhupada used to say. We will not be the losers. So I offer my respectful obeisances to all the Paramahamsas out there in the world, either fully, fully ripe, yellow mango type Paramahamsas, or maybe not quite there yet. They're all great souls, all worthy of my respect. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas chakipa sindhubi evacha patita nam pavane bhyo vaishnave bhyo namo namaha dante nidhaya turnakang padayane patya kritva chakakushata meda daham bravime he sadava sakala eva vihaya durad Gauranga Chandra Charane Kurutanuraga Parivadatu Jano Yatatatava Nano Mokaro Navayang Vichara Yamaha Hari Rasa Madira Madati Mata Bhuvivilutama Nartama Nirvishama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna.